Hey, everybody. Welcome to the guest segment of the Common Sense Show, the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Really glad to be with you. Uh, you can still hear it in my voice. Uh, you know I've really been under the weather for the last week. Today is the first day I felt half human. People are convinced I have COVID. No, you don't overcome COVID the way I did, and I didn't have a lot of the symptoms. But but uh, I may as well have had it because uh, I've been miserable. It's funny. My friend Vance Davis of the NSA had the exact same thing with the exact same symptoms, and it lasted about the same amount of time. It's You get this, it's going to be about a week. And I've seen this happen to people in my environment too but thank goodness it's not covid right <laughs> yeah right maybe it'd have been better off if i had covid anyway ladies and gentlemen we have uh, um, emergency broadcast and that's how we're categorizing this and i talked about that in the intro but i didn't allude to what we were talking about because i do want shock value in this and generally i don't want to go for the shocking sensational i want to give you what's fact and this is all fact but i want this to be shocking because you need to take this information you're going to hear from both Wrecker, uh, federal law enforcement agent, um, <laughs> and you need to take this from me. And I've got a lot of experience in dealing with Air Force owning the weather 2025. Um, I have the closest source you can have to that topic. Absolutely. And I've been reporting on it for years and people say, Dave, how did you get all that stuff? Well, it's because of who I know. And we're gonna combine our information tonight and uh, we may drift into other areas but first we're going to start out with the fact that I'm going to say this unequivocally Joe Biden is putting together a team and we can cover more of this later in the show but he's putting together a team that is intent on the destruction of the United States I mean the annihilation of the United States he's owned by our number one enemy he is forcing Russia's hand to attack us I could go on and on and on but what he is doing now or what he's allowing to happen and I can't believe he doesn't know about it because this is obviously a covert operation special ops and I guarantee you they're all pro Biden they're all on his side and you're not going to believe what you're going to hear on this show before we go to Wrecker I want to make sure that we um, well we give credit to where credits due. Um, it's going to be a long hot summer with the riots that are coming it's going to be a long hot summer with what you're going to hear tonight and what's planned for America who knows how many thousands or millions are going to die and the food supply chain will be disrupted in either case it will be disrupted and if you don't take this I think is what really is about your last chance to get storable food you're gonna regret it and uh, I'm sorry if you show up at my door I'll give you what I can but basically I have to say I know you not because I got to take care of my own and that's gonna be the attitude you're gonna have across America Storable food can be had at a reasonable price. There are specials available. 25-year shelf life, restaurant quality. If you go to preparewithdave.com, you'll look at the best deal for you. And you need to order as much as you can, as quickly as you can. Preparewithdave.com. Okay, that's going to be our only sponsor for this particular segment. Why? Because we need to spend time on the content. And uh, <laughs> the content is very, very disturbing. Wrecker, welcome to the show and you've got you shared information with me that took me about two seconds to respond to and I said we need to get this out this is an emergency broadcast so let's well, let me just say this thanks for coming on thanks for having the courage to do what you're doing because I know you can't be doing this lightly but also thank you for caring enough about your country to share this information so do you want to just start out and tell us what you know hey Dave thanks for having me back yeah I'll go ahead and start out so today we had uh, 
multiple different uh, messaging systems that the government uses that came out broadcasting a uh, exercise that is going on uh, that ended today as well. And it was the uh, Great Southeast Shakeout Earthquake Drill. So these things have been going on since about 2018. Uh, well, I would say before 2018. Uh, and it really started under the Obama administration with the uh, Cascade Earthquake uh, Drill, which involved the Chinese and Russian military looking at our entire infrastructure and how weak and pathetic it is protected. So that should piss everybody off. Uh, so today we got the uh, exercise uh, notification uh, that the exercise had been initiated and to take safety procedures and precautions. Uh, you know, they're pretty simple. Drop, cover, and hold on to uh, your ankles and all that other good stuff. But it's interesting as to the position of where it was talking about. Uh, it was referencing the southeast. Uh, so sometimes these things are not exactly... Uh, pinpoint accurate but if I think is correct it was speaking of the southeast of the country so why would that be so specific to have an exercise drill today that you could easily mask under anything as an earthquake uh, drill in the southeast well if you look at it like this <clears throat> for any future oncoming uh, dangerous activities that could be happening in the future uh, you would want to plan and prepare, and you would want to have a drill. You would want to exercise that drill, and you would want it to be more than just a uh, a walkthrough drill or a tabletop exercise. You would want it to be a full functional drill with your uh, first responders, with your emergency resource teams, with your logistical teams, and you would want to be able to coordinate all these things correctly so that when they happen, the drill has already been done, and people know uh, what rally points to go to, right? So that's pretty That's pretty simple. You know, it's a pretty government standard thing. But why right now, before the Derek Chauvin uh, decision is going to come out during this time of heightenedness in, in the country with security due to the riots uh, that are, you know, starting now and will only continue to get worse, uh, we are – pre-staging elements throughout the country uh, to get ready for whatever emergency is about to happen. Uh, we keep, you know, we keep getting told that it's for the Derek Chauvin trial, but it could be for anything, to be honest with you. Uh, but it is going to be in the most dangerous cities in the country where we are pre-positioning uh, emergency response teams or special response teams, law enforcement, first responder, and all that good stuff. So, like I said, this comes at a very unique time. Uh, one can really uh, start to point to uh, the day and the hour of how increasingly dangerous America is getting, uh, especially with our dangerous view on politics and how the left is starting to eat its own and is starting to lose control of the narrative. Yes. Uh, so, so every single time something happens, the left has to completely capitalize on these narratives, right? Well, well I, not, there's no question, but, you know, let, let me just kind of recap what I think I hear you say. They say they're preparing for earthquakes, but you think that may be a cover for riot intervention at a later time um, in key areas. And, and Oh, I, I think that that's only part of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think, think there's more to it. 
Um, but go ahead. I, I just wanted to clarify that's the first part of what you're saying. So go ahead and continue. Yeah, so if the riots don't, we, you know, once again, in order to, to plan and prepare for what the bad guys are going to do, you have to sometimes think like one, right? You have to get inside the, the psychological mind of one, and you have to think and act like one sometimes in order to plan and prepare. So if you think about this, if I'm the evil left, if I'm the, the tyrannical government, and everything is you know spinning out of control, but yet I got my puppets in place, and I either go full board now or I lose control in four years at the next election, possibly. Uh, the coming out of taking guns, the racial crisis going on across the country, the surge on the Mexican border, and obviously the, I guess you would say, the radicalization of the Department of Justice all these things are building to a crescendo point, and it's something that we've mentioned on the show numerous times is that these things are event-driven. So what could be the next big event that helps the government to gain more control? Well, if you don't want to have the finger directly pointed at you, one of the best ways to do that is what, Dave? Through weather modification. There you go. Uh, you know, the thing that we've spoken before, and me and Steve Quell have spoken about this for years. I know you and him have spoken about this for years. Uh, Steve Quell wrote an excellent uh, book about weather warfare uh, that's available on his website. I yes. do suggest people go and buy it. It is a very good book. Uh, my friend, my mentor, Steve Quell, uh, he really does his research, and uh, it's scary to see how this book is so accurate, especially for what's coming. Uh, and as Steve always says, what's coming is no longer coming. It's already it's here. It's already here. Exactly. So, so every every summer going into fall, we always experience hurricane season, and we know that you know progressively the hurricanes become stronger, the flooding becomes more, uh, the earthquakes are building up to become uh, more violent throughout the country, and happening in random spots where they haven't been happening before. So. You know, this earthquake warning does put out something as a, is it really an earthquake warning? Or is this the test that we can still do based off the old earthquake drill from like, you know, five, six years ago? Uh, which is what I'm thinking is more than likely. Now, the Air Force does have the ability to manipulate weather. Uh, and the Air Force owning the Weather 2025 uh, operation I'm going to read you a quick synopsis in case nobody understands. All right, so in 2025, the U.S. aerospace forces can own the weather by capitalizing on emerging technologies and focusing development of those technologies to warfighting applications. Such a capability offers the warfighter tools to shape the battle space in ways never before possible. It provides opportunities to impact operations across the full spectrum of conflict and is pertinent to all possible futures. The purpose of this paper is to outline a strategy for the use of a future weather modification system to achieve military objectives rather than to provide a detailed technical roadmap. A high-risk, high-reward endeavor, weather modification offers a dilemma not unlike the splitting of the atom. While some segments of society will always be reluctant to examine controversial issues such as weather modification, the tremendous military capabilities that could result from this field are ignored at our own peril. 
from enhancing friendly operations or disrupting those of the enemy via small-scale tailoring of natural weather patterns. Remember that one. Um, to complete dominance of global communications and counter space control, uh, weather modification offers the warfighter a wide range of possible options to defeat or coerce an adversary. Some of the potential capabilities a weather modification system could provide to a warfighting commander in chief. So, it is the commander in chief's, which is the president's call for using things like nuclear weapons, <clears throat> neutron bombs, uh, you know, some of these really, really aggressive cyber attacks, or weather warfare. Weather warfare can be described in a various different amounts of types from earthquake weapons that the U.S. military has, and so does China, and so does a couple other countries to include Russia, to uh, natural flooding, uh, to cloud seeding to cause vicious storms that could not only severely impact uh, a society economically by destroying crops, but you could also wash away an enemy if you had them before they were setting up a, a base of attack. So there, there are various different ways where if you were uh, dug into the mountains uh, and, you know, we can't get you out, well, don't worry, we'll smoke you out. We'll pour water on you, we'll make it freeze, or we'll do our best to make it a barren wasteland. And I never had to use a nuclear weapon. So, you know, there, there, are, there are a whole tremendous amount of, uh, I guess you could say, positives to using weather warfare when it comes to using warfare. Because now uh, my men don't have to go into battle wearing, you know, a certain level mop gear or having to wear a gas mask and having to do decontamination processes. All I have to do is wait for the weather to push you out or for the fire to burn you out and then, you know, seize and take control. So these are things that are available to the U.S. military. They can be used. They have been used before. They were used in Vietnam. They've been used uh, in, you know, some of the Middle Eastern wars. I'm not going to name what, but they have been used. They've been used by other countries as well. Uh, and they've been proven to be very effective. And it is one of those things where are are we really coming so close in time that the left is willing or you know i say the left i'm going to start saying tyrants because i feel the left and the right both have their hand in the cookie jar yeah yeah no kidding uh so i would say the tyrants feel that it is time to uh take the next step up in the next scenario the next series of events and the one thing we've always talked about, how do you gain control of a populace? How do you coerce a populace? How do you make a people capitulate? You take down the power grid. It's the easiest thing to do. It's the easiest thing to do. It's one of the most destructive things to do. Uh, and it's something that if you do it correctly, you can bring the power grid back up uh, district by district. And by owning those districts, you coerce people or you make them capitulate to having their power back on and surrendering certain rights. Uh, these are things that are really not, you know, out of the normal of thinking. Uh, if I were a bad person, if I were a leader of a military and I wanted to take over a country, I would be doing what's happening right now. I would hit you with a some sort of a pandemic. I would severely impact your economics. 
I would make your people turn on themselves in civil war, and then I would take your grid down, let you stew in that blackness for a while until you kill half the people, or my agents can get in there and start really uh, turning up the heat by turning people against each other, and then I would move my military in, and as I move my military in past every phase line that is still secured, I would bring the grid back on, and that's how you take over a country without having to hit it with nukes, without having to worry about the patriots. I mean, honestly, these types of events can really take care of a lot of the problems that in America we uh, sometimes foolishly think that we're invulnerable. Uh, you know, technology has changed uh, dramatically, and even something to where uh, the Skylink system that uh, what's his name that has Tesla uh, wants to do, you know, Elon Musk. So even with something like this, it was uh, used in a couple of different movies where you have all these satellites in the sky and they can block weather or they can change weather or they can destroy a hurricane. Uh, you know, these are things that, even though they are very futuristic, very sci-fi-ish, is it within the realm of possibility for our current technology right now? I would say based off of some of the people that I know that do work in the Air Force in this type of environment that, yes, it is possible. Uh, yes, it is being done currently. It's been done previously. And technology only gets more advanced as we go every day. And, uh, you know, it just takes one bad actor. It takes one tyrannical government to seize control of that power and then to turn against its populace. You know, if Kamala Harris, uh, who wants to take all of your guns, becomes president magically, and no one surrenders the guns, well, how do we disarm the populace then, Dave? There are multiple different avenues. People yeah. are going to find ways to skirt the system, but a surefire way is to use my friends from the UN and taking out your power. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, you know what? I want to go into that. But can we set aside the UN just for a second? Because yeah. I, I want to focus here directly on this action. Um, it's my belief that for them to complete the destruction of the United States, they have to kill all communications. But they can't kill the communications without putting people in the streets so they get to blame it on a natural disaster, a series of them. And mm -hmm. that, that to me is what I think is really underlying this. It's the preparation to start the ball rolling in the direction you're talking about because okay we don't have our cell phones people realize hey the government's after us but gee if it's the earthquakes that did it if it's the bad weather the hurricanes that did it well then you know what the government's not to blame let's be partners with the government and fix the problem and right there they've lessened the resistance that's what i think we're seeing um i didn't mean to cut you off on that point but i think to me, this is the starting point. And I want to say this, too, to the, to the audience. Um, what Wrecker is saying is absolutely correct about way the Air Force owning the weather 2025 is. I know a signatory, and I obviously will never reveal who or any details, but I know a signatory, and I know this upside down. I was able to obtain the document before it was leaked and made publicly uh, available from people like me. And what I'm telling you is everything you're hearing here is realistic. Some people don't want to believe that you can start earthquakes. Yeah, you can. The patents have been around for 30 years. Check Dr. Nick Begich's book, uh, uh, This Harp, 
Angels Don't Play This Harp. That was the a landmark book that has all the patents of this technology. Anyway, record. sorry about the uh, long interrupt here, but go ahead. Let me have you continue. Well, don't forget riots. Uh, yeah, riots can go. always disrupt a, quite a bit of things. Uh, so right now the way it looks uh, when it comes to the weather modification war is that there has to be a series of technological advancements in about five major areas. Uh, advancements in nonlinear modeling techniques, uh, computational capability for the weather modification. There has to be information gathering and transmission, which is HARP, uh, a global sensor array, which is soon to be Skylink, I, I would say, or uh, what was the Terminator one? Uh, Skynet. Skynet, oh, yeah. God. How, profe we, how prophetic not, was that? Yeah, do we not take our own freaking advice? Yeah. Uh, and finally, weather intervention techniques. So, uh, you know, these are just five simple things that are pretty much already on par of being done. I would say at least four out of five are already in place. Uh, the thing that really needs to be in place is the satellites in the, in the air. And we're not far away from that. Uh, and... I don't think it would be just the U.S. putting satellites in the air. I think there would be China, China as well and Russia as well. But how would we get China, Russia, and the U.S. all agreeing to put satellites uh, in the sky on the you know, benefits of humanity? Come on, give me a break. Uh, you know, right now we're already looking at possibly going to war with Russia just because of Ukraine. China has implants in America based in our president. So, you know, th these are things that are, I, I say, are wishy-washy, but still, once again, uh, that's capitulation. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't take a far shot to replace Putin with somebody who's very far left, and then you have Russia on board, China on board, and the U.S. Uh, apparently on board. I can't argue with what you're saying, um, but there's another element to this that you began to bring up when I when I wanted to interject the uh, communications aspect of it um, and it happens to be the UN I, I want you to run with that for a minute well why would the UN come in the UN is set up to help uh, stabilize areas around the world and mainly in places uh, you know that has to do with the, the war for the war front on Russia or in certain poor countries that are uh, you know, experiencing civil war like in Africa. But uh, why would they be in the U.S.? It would be to help stabilize during some sort of a domestic terrorist attack or civil war, which the U.N. Uh, seems to always be involved in, is other nations' wars, uh, considering the fact that we probably start most of those. But I'm going to segue out of that one. Thank you, CIA. Uh, but anyways, this is this is one of those things where you can see the CIA, the <laughs> you can see the UN uh, being involved in this. And uh, President Obama already wrote the uh, presidential executive order for this, and it, it's in play. Uh, it, it's it just takes one president to call in the UN to help stabilize an area piece by piece by piece. Uh, now, that means that our Navy would have to let them pass by, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, so, once again, these, these, are, these are theoreticals, 
they're they're not practical. The, these are working theoreticals that the U.S. government does have. These are just one of numerous cards in the deck, and they can be played at any time whenever a tyrannical government feels like this is the opportunity. We either do it now or we lose the chance. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. You, you could not be more correct than that. But uh, in terms of the U.N. goes, I don't know if you caught this today, and perhaps you didn't, but uh, are you aware of the new U.N. ambassador, Greenfield? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. You, you'll love this. The woman is the biggest racist I've ever seen or heard. She is... Uh, I, I called today for an, have an election for the UN ambassadorship because um, the uh, I'm trying to think of the right words here. Um, she happens to be black and she hates white people. And it's really clear in what she says. And I don't think you've ever heard me make that statement about any black person directly, but she hates white people. She started off today by saying to the United Nations, do not admit us to the Human Rights Commission of the UN. You need to keep us out because our founding documents are historically um, racist. And she has one point she can hang her hat on, but it's a weak argument uh, in the year 2021 that the founding fathers permitted slavery so they could get all the colonies to agree to join a union. And that's the sacrifice they made. Otherwise, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, they wouldn't have been part of America. And, and I think it was a deal with the devil because I think you could have let slavery make them fall on their face. They'd have failed and begged to come into the Union and history would have a different outcome. But she went even further. She said that the deaths of people like Breonna Taylor and all of the other black people shot by white police people, they are always white supremacist killings. Now here's what's interesting. No one has alleged that this, you know, officially, in official investigation channels, that any of these murders were racist-oriented. Uh, we're talking police brutality, okay, but the investigations have not made this a hate crime. And people need to know that. Hate crime has not come up in these cases, yet she goes before the UN and says, see, these are all white supremacist murders, and the U.S. is a white supremacist nation. Let me tell you what she's setting up for. This is my opinion, Racker, um, um, and I just want to make sure that you, um, I want you to comment on this. I think this is the game they're playing, that they know that anything short of an execution for Chauvin or this officer, to former Officer Topper, I, I think that they're going to still say, not enough punishment. We're going to continue the riots in all 50 states. It's going to intensify, and this will give this uh, uh, anti-white, anti-American, traitor to this country, Greenfield, the UN ambassador, the right to ask for the UN under the Kigali principles to bring in foreign troops to our soil to restore order. That's where I think this is headed. And I, and I see it clearly in, in her language. Hmm. You weren't aware of this, were you? Well, I was aware of part of that. You know, here's the thing about what the, uh, the tyrants are trying to do they're trying to divide america race has always been the easiest way because it's, it's a it's a hot button in america and i would say that america is the least racist country in the world if you've been to other countries you yeah. would know what i'm talking about and 
they have to continue this tidal wave of confusion and division, and they have to ride that wave. And every time that wave seems to diminish, they have to create another situation, another false flag, if you may, uh, in order to increase the tide and bring that wave back up. And we have now, it's, it's a strange phenomena of the left who thinks that all white men are evil, uh, all Americans are inherently evil and racist, and yet these are mainly white women and white men who are saying these things. So the brainwashing of communism has effectively worked thanks to our uh, education system that, uh, you know, that's happening in this country and uh, social media. And it's, it's strange how even China mocks us, and China even says that uh, racial tensions in America are the biggest threat. So when, when China, who has active concentration camps against the Uyghur Muslim population, says that we're racist, man, I have to really get, give myself a, a good hard look in the mirror because uh, that's very hypocritical. And we have a president who agrees cold-heartedly that America is inherently racist, and we have a vice president who believes that everything about America is racist. So, you know, this is the drumbeat that they're that they're uh, hitting on right now. This is what they want everyone to focus on. Uh, obviously, no one has heard of the pedophile island anymore. No one has even mentioned uh, the corruption from 2020 elections. Uh, so, you know, now we have to get something new that still riles up the people. And, you know, unfortunately, with every uh, black man that is shot, we seem to still have all these rats pop up. And even if it was a good shoot or a bad shoot, you know, that does not give you the right to go out and riot and to loot Dollar Tree or to go and loot Louis Vuitton again. You know, this is no longer about any man uh, who, who's perished from uh, dealing with the police. It's not about their upholding their memory. This is just merely about chaos and mayhem and you know seizing that opportunity. And criminals will always be criminals, but what's strange is that now with this uh, new air of racism coming back up from the left, they're basically saying to you that it's okay to be a criminal because – like what we're seeing right now in Minneapolis, where I have many people stationed, uh, you know, it's it's okay for riots to happen. Just don't call them riots. Even so, condemn the police chief dealing with it and say, those aren't riots. Those are protests. Just like how we saw last year, oh, it's a you know, it's a mainly peaceful protest while there's a building on fire behind the uh, the CNN reporter. Uh, you know, this is political doublespeak. This George Orwellian, I have never. Ever, I don't think George Orwell saw this coming. No, to be honest with no, you, not this it, just, it shows you, it shows you just how stupid these people are at this point. But, you know, in the own words of the American government, uh, civilian casualties are a tragic and at times unavoidable consequence of the use of force in situations of armed conflict or in the exercise of a state's inherent right of self-defense. Uh, the U.S. government shall maintain and promote best practices that reduce the likelihood of civilian casualties, uh, take appropriate steps when such casualties occur, and draw lessons from our operations to further enhance the protection of civilians. What are we protecting our civilians against, Dave? Against racism. 
against white racism because Quincy Warcha, we are the white devil, whatever. I'm so sick of this. I'm so tired of this nonsense of labeling everyone and anything. Now the left has come out today, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit left out, Dave, okay? I'm feeling a bit left out because now the left is saying that straight black men are the white people, white people of black people. What the hell does that mean? I don't even know. Can you break it down for us? I don't speak. know how to. Yeah, I, I don't know how to. Basically, what they want is they don't want any straight man or straight woman. They're afraid of straight men. Why are they afraid of straight men? Because straight men have always been the uh, alpha male of the human race. They've always been the leaders of the human race for the most part. And they are your conquerors. They are your nation builders. Uh, you know, they are the uh, immortal they that are the ones that are always there to protect, to uphold, to raise our young men, to be productive citizens and to be that moral guide. You take all that away and you let people depend upon the nanny state and you subject them to all kinds of different uh, counterculture or you know psychological warfare more or less. And you can completely change and warp the mind of a young, ignorant public, and within just a matter of years, they'll be marching to your beat. Whatever you said was wrong, they'll be out rioting, saying it was wrong. Next thing we'll know is Rudolph the Reindeer is racist because he has a red nose. These are the stupidest people I've ever met in my life. If you've ever been to any of these protests or riots, you'll agree with me. These people make no sense. Most of them are, I believe, demonically charged. And... It's it's strange whenever you see the atmosphere of America and the world is sitting by watching America tear itself apart and licking their lips at the same time. So, you know, if if these events do catalyst, if these events do happen, I don't think it would take very long to see the world come down on America like we did Iraq, like we did Afghanistan, with a whole coalition of forces set aside in different districts or different regions of America in order to help, quote-unquote, stabilize uh, America during an armed civil conflict. And just like the scenario that I, I put forth months ago, how long do you think the world would sit by while a nuclear-armed Russia was engaged in civil war was losing command and control, and then opposition forces were fighting the military, police were fighting the civilians, we can no longer have any type of governmental control. How long do you think the world would sit by and wait? Probably 24 hours, maybe. Because you can't allow that one bad actor, be it civilian, military, government, whatever, to get a hold of weapons of mass destruction and then press the first button, which we all know it's, it's way more complicated than that. There's codes, there's keys, there's passwords, but still, you, you can't allow uh, any type of force to gain control of a nuclear arsenal and then hold the world hostage by it. Now, that's why we have dealt with North Korea the way we have, and that's also why the world doesn't take North Korea seriously, because they've never really had the means and capability to do it, unlike Iran, who's getting ready to just like how you know, uh, our, our good friend Netanyahu is saying, the moment Iran enriches uranium and creates a bomb, 
we're going to bomb them with a nuclear bomb. So the, the whole world is coming to this uh, this head where it's we're going to have major conflict. America is going to be one of the leading causes of it. And while the world is in chaos and while our forces are spread out throughout the world, putting out fires or starting new ones, America is going to go dark. It is. And let, let's talk about the dark for a second, because I have another speculation, too. The drill that you're referencing is called the Southeast, correct? Yeah. I'll just use this term. New Madrid fault line. Well, it's a possibility. Or could it be an incognito word for what's going on in D.C. right now? What would bring about the greatest destruction of the United States? If, if we saw the old prophecies from the 90s, the new moderate fault line, the Mississippi River changes direction, you have the country basically split in half. We have naval maps that have displayed this as a possibility as well. Um, that would basically turn this country on its ear. You take out D.C., the country still continues because you have backups around the country. We do have these, uh, I'm not going to speak very much about this, but we do have plans and procedures for continuity of government. Yes. For events and scenarios uh, such as like eliminating Congress or nuking the White House or the Capitol during some sort of like State of the Union. But what do we have for that 9.0? What do we have for that, that 10 on the Richter scale tearing America's fabric in half? We have nothing because there is nothing that you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. And me and Steve Quell have talked about this extensively for hours and hours about, uh, you know, so just on the, on the West Coast alone, the last time I was talking with USGS was many years ago about this, and there's somewhere around 70 active volcanoes just on the West Coast. People don't really know much about this. There's a huge cluster of them. Uh, that are used in California and like parts of Nevada and all that, and they're used for steam generation uh, power plants and stuff like this that the military uh, will actually dig down into. Fracking does not help in these events either. Uh, but uh, and it's not that I'm anti-fracking. I come from an oil family, so whatever. But you know, the, these things that we do to the ground does greatly affect the water table. It does greatly affect the crust. It does greatly affect the uh, underground operations that the U.S. government is involved in, and it does weaken, uh, if not, it speeds up the capability of that big pneumatic fault line shake uh, or the Cascadia uh, shake. And you know, it was I think a year ago or two uh, that the USGS had confirmations, or I guess you could say. A a working theoretical on if the Cascadia fault line were ever hit by a 7.0 or higher, uh, where would that uh, where would that power travel through down the fault line? It would go probably straight down to uh, California. It would hit those fault lines. It could then jump through the New Madrid, which goes through you know uh, parts of Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, northern Texas. And then just keeps going up and up and up. And then, lo and behold, now we have found a fault line in New York. So we know that there is this giant travel that goes all the way up from 
the East Coast to the West Coast, these things were all connected. If you were a bad actor and you knew this, where would you want to hit a country uh, with a really strategic scalpel-like strike? You would want to hit a fault zone that caused widespread uh, panic, uh, taking down the power. You're now forcing emergency services in every single direction. You've probably more than likely killed millions of people, and you never fired one nuke, and no one knew where it happened or how it happened. Uh, so these are these are working theories, uh, but it is something, once again, owner of the Weather 2025 uh, does expound upon. And could they be used against their own country? Of course it could. It was with the wrong tyrant and power, it could always be used, but that would mean that we would have to have capitulation from certain people within the armed forces to enact such uh, weaponry. And right now, I don't know if we are really there for that to happen. I'm not saying it can't, uh, but I don't think America is there just yet. Uh, I think there still needs to be a few more events to happen that helps build up that steam. That way, when the big shake happens or the, you know, Category 6, never heard of before, hurricane develops half of America this summer, uh, happens, uh, the government has every excuse in the world to use all the executive orders that surrenders your rights, brings in foreign nations, seizes control, restructures society, brings up new districts underneath the governmental control, and so on and so forth. Yeah, I think you're right. But also, too, I think there's other... Uh, wow, there, there's just so much that, that's going on right now that this could pivot in a moment. But but I think, let me tell you what I do know. My congress, my former congressman, Trent Franks, came and actually spoke to my church. And uh, gosh, I can't remember the year. Was it 2009, I think, or 2010? And, and he showed what would happen with a grid down scenario. And he talked about the number of deaths, how long it would take. He talked about the Naval War College uh, experiment on this, and they ran the scenarios. 90% of the people would be dead in two years if it went on. And he said that he wrote all these letters to the Nuclear uh, Regulatory Commission. He wrote to Obama. He wrote everywhere. He's a congressman, and they just blew him off. He made requests for documents yeah. that, that was ignored. Now, what is interesting, he was so on track with what he was saying that later on he and his wife had trouble conceiving. So he had actually talked to a lady that was working for him, and she agreed to be a surrogate uh, baby carrier. And she agreed to it. And somehow this gets twisted to where he was acting inappropriately. And this is how they forced him from office. And I believe they forced him from office because they didn't want him exposing this any more than it had been exposed. And this ties right into what you just told me about the total devastation about what would happen. And I think it's a possibility because Obama set this into motion, and I think Biden would be the one to carry it out. Well, Dr. Peter Vincent Pry, <clears throat> Dr. Peter Vincent Pry led the uh, Nuclear EMP Commission uh, for DHS, for the government basically, uh, for I think he was on it for about 19 years, telling Congress that you need to reinforce the infrastructure – we need to get all this pre-planning and logistical stuff in place, uh, and we need to do it now before the grid goes down and our nation's entirely decapitated. And 
he actually passed out a book that I suggest everyone to read. I've read this book, God, I don't know, 20 times. I was so captivated by it. Uh, but it's called One Second After. Yes. Everybody mm -hmm. needs to read the book One Second After. The book will put you in place, uh, you know, your local small town, and it kind of walks you through what you could imagine happening from everyday emergency response to, hey, what do you do when you can't flush your toilet? Uh, you know, this comes down to all different kinds of skills that Americans don't have anymore when it comes to survival. And not just survival for your own personal skills, but uh, community skills, you know, that creating the colony, as I always say, that the best way to survive any type of event like this really isn't the gray man. It isn't being the lone wolf. It isn't going out to your bug-out shelter and waiting it all out. You survive by communities. You survive by colonies. And in a sense, every colony will create its own government. You'll have your own policing, your own military, your own first responders, and so on and so forth. And it's just a small replication of the systems that we deal with every day because it works. That's why you need to have these preparations in place. But right now with America... Dave, we can't even decide what freaking what bathroom to use. It, you know, for years I didn't care what my neighbor's race was, and now all of a sudden I hate him because he's a different color than I am. So, you know, all those working theories that we should have been doing, that we should have been researching and studying and practicing and putting in place, we're now dividing ourselves once again, making the survival rate of America even weaker. And it's ingenious, honestly, when you think about it, because not one shot ever had to be fired. This is why psychological warfare is such a huge weapon that can be used, especially against your own populace, when you need to subjugate, when you need that capitulation. And in the book, One Second After, it goes into so many various different things. You know, we, we talk about the threat from outside forces, but you don't really think about the threat from within you don't really think about the drug addicts about the alcohol uh the alcoholics who run out of alcohol you don't really think about you know what about my uh loved ones that i have in the hospital what about my loved ones that i have that are in the uh nursing home do they even have generators were they required to have generators what do i need to do to get that person out of said uh you know uh place and to help stabilize them uh, all, all these things can truly devastate a community, and you could be the most badass, awesome, Navy SEAL, Green Beret, Special Forces fighter pilot, and have this one event happen, and it ruins everything, because it puts you on an equal playing field that everybody has to deal with the same problem, because if it's just a single family, and you're in your subdivision, how long will it be until neighbors are robbing neighbors or until the roving gangs come in? Or one of the worst ones is when you get your religious fanatics coming in saying, I am the new John the Baptist, and uh, God is speaking to me saying that we're supposed to eat the unholy and the unclean, and there's their followers. These things will happen. They have manifested before. Uh, we have seen cults come to life. I believe Black Lives Matter and uh, white supremacy are cults. Uh, I think anything that has to do with any type of someone's supremacy over the other is, is very cultish. Uh, and they will fight for turf. They will, they will 
uh, be then, you know, struggling against turf wars with gangs, with the motorcycle gangs. You got your your urban gangs. Then you also have, let's not forget, the people who have been in this country for a while, waiting for these events to happen, the Spetsnaz, the Chinese special <laughs> yeah. forces, and they can take you down know, a city in four hours, the, uh, the size of Phoenix. John Moore, yeah, uh, Green Beret. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I can continue to go on with these, and this is part of once again what I've done for many years in the government is trying to figure out how to think like these threat uh, actors and then how to prevent it. And it's, uh, it's quite tasking. Uh, it, it is very hard to do, especially with budget cuts and trying to tell people, hey, you need to upgrade your security for all these different you know, design-based th- uh, design threat scenarios. Uh, you don't need new upholstery. You don't need new furniture. Just put in more cameras. And they don't do it. So if I can't even get the government to, uh, you know, shave its face and take a shower every day, how am I even expecting the average American to pay attention to their own uh, security at their home? That's why security should not be relied upon from the government. Your security should be starting from your home, your area of operations, and you should spread outward. You should be going through your community you should be creating those uh, relationships with people building that neighborhood watch kind of thing and formulating what is your continuity of government if everything goes bad uh you know for the longest time we've harped for people to buy food buy water purification buy things that you can use for solar power have tools that don't require electric uh, dependency you know, uh, rec- you know, try and gather as many skills as possible. I suggest for the longest time, buy books that helps you uh, deal with situations like this and shows you what skills that you can have that you can learn very quickly by reading a book and going outside and practicing on the fly. Even in a worst-case scenario, you can still pick up a book and go, how do I make fire? How do I boil water? How do I purify water? How do I dry my clothes outside? Some people don't even understand this, Dave. So these critical skills that Americans are very much lacking in, not all, you know, know. Uh, but for the most part, is going to be one of those things that makes us so vulnerable to any of these types of attack. Uh, the government is already very vulnerable to numerous different types of attack. because of how And I think we're going to have to let that set as the final warning. It was, uh, uh, let me put it this way, started with your revelation and what you know, Folks, look how far this took us. They are tightening the noose around our collective necks. Wrecker, you're a a true blessing to your nation, and I'm afraid there just aren't enough of you right now to turn this around. But I want to thank you uh, so much for taking time out, joining us, and taking the risk that you take. You're always appreciated. Thank you. Everybody, please stay prepped, stay prayed up. Things are going to get worse. Okay, buddy. Talk to you later. Thank you, Dave.